This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstiles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. This is more geared towards your athlete, but your everyday blue-collar worker or anyone that pretty much has aches and pains works on you too. You don't have to smoke it. You don't have to ingest it. You literally rub it on your body. It's lotions. It's sort of all that type of stuff. Very low THC, less than 1%, so you will not get high as well. So go check out blackbeltcbdproducts.com today and if you're into nerd culture or collectibles please go to firstroll.ca use promo code thepodcast20 you'll get 20% off again this company also ships within North America but everything you see there is in Canadian funds so to all you American listeners it's a little bit cheaper rate for you and they update dailies and they have everything from sports memorabilia signed stuff comic books wrestling figures literally anything that's nerd culture is pretty much there so go visit firstroll.ca and if you want to support me directly, please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com. Scroll down on your device, though. It's embedded right there in today's description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the store. I got everything from hoodies to T-shirts to travel mugs to phone cases to COVID masks. Anything you literally need or want, it is there. But if you don't want to support me monetarily, it's totally understandable. The easiest and best thing you could honestly do takes you literally five seconds, free of charge, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, especially Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guest is a rapper, songwriter, producer, and current Smash Wrestling champion, professional wrestler, The Remix, Kevin Bennett. What's going on, my man? What's up? How are you today, my friend? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. Just, just grinding every day like I do. Well, this is the common question that I kick off every podcast now since quarantine started. What has been keeping you busy during the lockdown? I gotta say, man, music. Mm. Definitely music. Okay. But also, I'm a, I'm a father to uh, an, almost a two-year-old. Oh, shit. So I'm okay. very busy with her as well. So. Oh, I could imagine. So how much music are you doing now? Producing, rapping, all that. What are you pumping out nowadays compared to what you were doing before? So this quarantine pretty much has put me in a position as to where I can be extremely consistent. And um, what I've decided to do is pretty much put a schedule together where I drop a video on my YouTube every Wednesday. Okay. Because I'm pretty much, I'm trying to build, you know, a pretty solid fan base on YouTube. Sure. Um, so it's, it's pretty much like a conglomerate of things, like, um, I like to show off my producing skills, rapping skills, and uh, just ball it into one. So what I've been doing lately is like I'll, you know, do remixes of like, you know, already like mainstream hits. For example, you know, just like to the beat, um, you know, write like a sixteen bar verse or something, okay. put it out. Um, that's like one of the things. And then also I've been making songs like 
Um, I don't know if you've seen any of these where literally I'll take like a household item or okay. just like the most random stuff, like sure. a toaster, for okay, example. Yeah, yeah. I did a toaster recently. Right. Yeah, and just like try to get whatever sounds I can out of it. And I'll literally <laughs> film the process. Right, right. Yeah, like I'm oh, knocking out the to toaster. Finish. Oh, okay. So it's not like something you pre-write. You go as you're recording then. I've, I've been doing that, yeah. Like, uh, what was it, last week I did... Uh, I made a song in an hour, and I recorded myself literally making the beat. I was going to bring that writing up. it, recording yeah. it in one hour. Yeah, so like I'm pretty much just uh, yeah trying to build a fan base and and you know dropping songs all throughout the week, uh, but mainly Wednesday is like my day to you know release like video content and just you know kind of show what I'm all about. So what was the idea behind this one hour rap, so to speak? What what was the motivation to do that? So I've been just kind of brainstorming uh, since this whole quarantine started. I've been just trying to think of the craziest ideas, you know, things that will catch people's attention, sure. you know, and just, I don't know, it, you know, I, I guess it's like, uh, you know, you, you see those videos on YouTube where the title just kind of really draws you in and uh, not not clickbait, obviously, because yeah. that's, that's not what it is, but um, I just feel like it's... That's how I can build a fan base a little bit quicker. Right. You know, like build a stronger fan base if I can be entertaining, but also show off my talents too. You know, I don't want to just be like a normal everyday rapper. Like there's so many of those. Right. I was just going to say, like there's an actual terminology now. It's the white SoundCloud rapper, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, there's so many, man. But I feel like I'm different, you know, so I, I just have to show off all aspects of what I can do. Well, you rap about all kinds of stuff. Like you also did like a Simpsons rap. Do you rap? You rap about video games, I believe, as well too. And so, do you consider right. yourself a nerdcore rapper? Because I had obviously we talked about this before. I had Mega Ran on. So, are you sort of in that vein as well? So this is the thing. This okay. is the really weird thing, man. And I'm literally about to expose myself to the world because oh, no. I haven't said anything like this to like just the public. Okay, um, go for it. So this all started because I made a Pokemon rap in 2016. Oh, okay. So I made a Pokemon rap. I it was because Pokemon Go at the time was buzzing. Yes. Of and you know, like I told you, I'm just trying to get people's attention. You yeah. know, just to show off what I can do. Uh, I didn't realize that the song was going to go viral. Mm. It did. It got you know so many plays, dude. I hit like a million views on oh, Facebook. Shit. You know, it really it it took off, and. Uh, Right after that, man, I ended up becoming the Pokemon rapper, right? (laughs) Sure, of course. So I I like Pokemon. That's the thing. I I like Pokemon. I've I've loved Pokemon as a kid, but, like, I was never, like, you know, infatuated with it. Like, I wasn't, like, a a Pokemon nerd, I don't want to say. Right, right. But um, that led to me getting an opportunity with, um, they're a YouTube channel called Mashed. Okay. And they do a bunch of animations on, like, video game characters. Sure. You know, Super Smash Brothers, and you know they're they're pretty much uh, they appeal to like nerdcore fans, gotcha. right? So they gave me the opportunity to do songs about Super Smash Brothers. Oh, nice! And, yeah, so and it was it was cool. It was like the series um, where Waluigi he's not allowed in the new Super Smash game gotcha. for whatever reason. The, okay. the creator just doesn't want him in it. <laughs> right. So they gave me, they, they saw the Pokemon rap and they wanted me to be the rapper um, for the story that they were trying to tell with the animations. So I did like a three-part series with these songs and it just generated even more of those fans. So I, I had Pokemon fans and now it's like Waluigi, Super Smash Brothers fans right. just flooding my YouTube now. Wow. So literally, I am considered... <laughs> A nerdcore video game rapper, right. but I am, I'm going to be honest, I am so far from a video game nerd, like, it's unreal. I, I love Nintendo 64, but okay. that's where I pretty much draw the line, dude. Oh, I and see, because I was going to ask that. Okay, so so are you an, even a casual gamer, to, so to speak, or just nothing anymore? Not really, no, man. Shit. That's the thing, no. <laughs> wow. Not at all. That's that's the thing, dude, and no one knows that because I I literally believe that my fan base thinks that I'm this, like, you know, super video game nerd, like, I can relate to them type of thing, but really, music is my thing, and obviously wrestling and stuff, I don't really have time for video games, so it's just crazy how I got to this point, you know, I'm the video game rapper. My God, talk about (laughs) revealing the curtain, eh? 
<laughs> yeah, dude, this is the first time I'm telling anybody publicly, so whoever's listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you don't lose any followers. But going back to that one-hour rap, were you sc- what if you literally dropped on your face and you fucked up? Were you scared of that, or you're just like, oh, whatever happens, happens? Um, pretty much, yeah. I was, um, I guess I was a little nervous before it, like right. the second that I hit the timer on it. Because right. I was, I'm being honest, obviously I chopped up the video. Okay. Uh, because we're not gonna, you know, show the entire one hour. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, it was an honest one hour that I chopped down into about eight minutes. Okay. For YouTube. But, um, I've never done it before. The only thing close to it is, uh. My little brother, he, he's a, a beat producer as well. Okay. And when the quarantine first started, we were doing 10-minute beat challenges. Oh, wow. But what we, were, what we were doing was we were splitting it into five minutes. So like he would start uh... the beat, and we would time it five minutes. And whatever sure. he came up with in five minutes, I would finish off the beat in the next five minutes. And whatever we came up with was what we had. Right. So like that's the only experience of you know, I'm like a timer-type project. So what came first? Because obviously you're a wrestling champion. So was it the love for hip hop or was it the love for wrestling? Uh, I would like to say that they both kind of happened at the same time. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, it's a really weird story. Like I, um, I w- yeah, I would say I was about like seven or eight years old, man. When like oh, wow. <laughs> both of these things were introduced to me as to where I just couldn't let them go i was just kind of obsessed sure. with the two um as far as the hip-hop side uh it was because my brother was a big hip-hop fan okay uh he would play like tupac and you know all the you know the, the classics that, that everybody says right right um but he had like friends that rapped okay so like i thought it was the coolest thing in the world uh-huh. you know like <laughs> i just thought it was amazing right i thought right. that you know creating your own music incredible and then wrestling over here, um, I thought wrestling was amazing. Obviously, the athleticism, but also just the theatrics, like the music, right? So, like the entrances, True. man, that was my thing Me as too. a kid. Yeah, I hear you. So, like, I collected all the CDs. Like, to, it got to a point where it was like, okay, I don't even really care about the wrestling. I want to see the entrances. I want to hear the songs. <laughs> if there's new theme songs coming out, right. new versions, I got to hear them. <laughs> you know? So, like... I, I couldn't let either go. It was I couldn't tell you what I what I love more, you know. So it, it's just they kind of both stuck with me this entire time up up till right now. So gun to your head, I hate to ask you. If you only had one, what could you do? And it's a hard <laughs> question, man. Because I, I, I mean, I I think I would have to go wrestling just because I don't know. I've I've just had so many of those boyhood dreams, you know, of just you know being a you know champion on television you know right uh, i would say that that would probably make you know seven-year-old kevin bennett the happiest makes sense you know? so yeah i would have to probably go with wrestling <laughs> so you mentioned it your brother used to listen to tupac and stuff so what are your some of your favorite artists or even albums that you could just listen to all the time or that influenced you right so um don't make fun of me but <laughs> go for it don't tell me vanilla ice <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to go that far. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, when I really wanted to start, like, rapping, rapping, yeah. um, 50 Cent was my dude, man. Hey, <laughs> I love 50. I got all his albums back there on CD, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Bro, it, it was just, you know, some people make fun of him, like, because of, I don't know, just say he was, like, a corny rapper or whatever. Right. I personally don't think so. Yeah, I thought I'm the same. That he just had the swagger, man. Yep. That was just his, his thing, and, uh... I would say, like, the first rap album, you know, just listening all the way through, just being totally addicted, was one of his, right. which was The Massacre. And yeah. I'm I'm 26 years old, so it's like, I, you know, I can't really go that far back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that was my first concert I ever went to was 50. And, yeah, I don't know, man. I was just infatuated with him. I, I thought I was 50 Cent in sixth grade, so... So when did you drop your first rhyme? When did you start actually rapping? At what age? So seventh grade was the first time that I actually learned how to like record into a microphone uh, and burn it on a CD. Okay. So the first time I ever actually played the CD with my own song on it, right. that was like the most mind-blowing 
thing that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Like I literally made music, man. I made right. music and put put it on a CD, and I'm listening to it on a radio right now. Now, how <laughs> how good or how bad was it? <laughs> Honestly, dude, I did listen to one of my songs when I was about. I think at that time, what I was like. 11 or 12 years old, maybe. Oh, okay. And dude, I think that, I think I did a pretty good job at just at like having a flow at least. I mean, some of the words and stuff that I was saying, I I didn't even really make sense. But, um, as far as the flow, man, I was pretty impressed with 11 year old Kevin Bennett. (laughs) Well, you're lucky though, because you grew up in the era where white rappers were accepted, obviously. When I was growing up listening to hip hop, oh man, you. People, oh, you no, you couldn't, you couldn't. So, have you gotten any backlash by being a in so-called school, white rapper? I did. Oh, okay. In middle school, yes. Oh shit, and, and that's just like little kids, but still, like, yeah, it's still something. Yeah, I remember because no one else was doing it. I was literally the right? only like rapper that anybody knew out of like my friends or you know. So it was just like one of the most outlandish things, right? Uh, you know, and I'm you know this little you know blonde pretty boy looking <laughs> skinny kid, sure, you know. It's trying to, yeah, I was wearing, like, South Pole, if you remember that. Oh, um, shit, that's right. Clothing brand. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was wearing that, and, yeah, people, I remember these kids would always come up to me in the hallway every day saying, what's up, Cracker? What's up, Cracker? <laughs> right. You know you're not black, right? Right. It's like, yeah, I, I have no clue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, you know, but it's Some like, I, I just didn't understand why they would pull the race car like why i understand it like it, obviously it's a, a black um art form right you know but i just admire it so much like i totally get that you know mm-hmm. and i you know that, that's why i just never understood though it's like it's it's like i'm not trying to be black it's just Thank i you. really admire you know that art form i love it like that's it's it's me you know exactly and it's coming from your point of view like you said you're not trying to be someone else it's your point of view it's your your words so you want to put it out there right exactly you know and i i hate to you know point fingers at some of the people today uh i don't want to sound you know like a a bitter hip-hop artist or anything like like that but i feel like i feel like there's a lot of kids that do it just because like nowadays that just think i don't know they're cool you know not because like they actually like hip-hop or you know, admire it for the art form. I think that they just do it just because you know girls and people will think I'm cool. It's the thing. It's like putting know, out. I, a, hate a, that shit. I compare it to putting out a TikTok video. Like everyone wants to do it. Everyone wants to get famous. They're, like you said, you're just doing it to do it. And then eighty percent of those people are gone within a week, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Those I've seen so many of them. Yeah, and they just burn out because it's not real. You know, so. So true. So but it is what it is, man. So like, what's what's your end goal with your music career? Do you want this to go after wrestling, or do you want to do like both, or or is this like you said, just putting out your both. art? Okay. Yeah, I would love to do both, but um, yeah, I mean, I would love to just be able to make a, a living off of um, music. Like, I think it would just be amazing to just sit back and just you know collect royalties <laughs> overnight. You know what I'm right. saying? not in the position right now to make a living off of music right i i do make you know decent money here here and there off of music but um you know obviously nothing nothing crazy uh but i i think that's the goal you know especially with the consistency that i've been putting forth since this whole quarantine started man it's like i've totally i've made a huge change since before the quarantine i'll tell you that and you've also collaborated with some people too. And I didn't even know half of these people. Well, we'll get to Shaw Claire because that he's obviously being from Toronto. Everyone knows who Shaw Claire is over here. But you also did a song yeah. with Leo Rush. I didn't even know he he rapped. Yeah. So how did this come <laughs> to be? So he he didn't uh, he didn't rap when I first met him. Okay. He yeah he didn't rap when I first met him, but because um, I met him in Canada. That was oh. where I wrestled him, was at Smash. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah, so I wrestled him there, but then we ended up, um, I don't know, building a little bit of a friendship, I guess. You know, some back and forth online. And, um, you know, he, he told me that he listened to some of my music and whatnot. And I remember him asking me if I would rap on his, uh, I think it was like a beat that he wanted to use for the, his Ring of Honor theme song. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's like, but it just never happened. Right. 
but I thought that would have been cool, you know, at least, you know, have my, uh, my music on Ring of Honor television. That, that would have been nice. Yeah, why not? But, um, yeah, fast forward years later, um, yeah, he started putting out tracks. Like, so I was just like, all right, he's rapping now. And, yeah, he was putting out albums. And I, I worked for WWE a couple of times and, you know, saw him in the locker room and was asking him, you know, how his music's been. And um, I think he was at a point in time where he was he was home a lot, so I guess he was doing a lot of music. And I was like, yeah, man, like... And I was producing a lot of beats at the time, so I was like, yeah, man, maybe I'll, you know, send you some beats or whatever, and maybe you could do some songs on those. But, yeah, then, um, obviously, you know, that never happened. I didn't even send him any beats or anything. But, uh, yeah, he he had uh, an album where there were a couple features open i guess and he was he was going through who he wanted on the you know on the album so he gave me two options and the song that we did was obviously the one that i liked better (laughs) and yeah he ended up putting it out and nice no one knows this but he's going to be on a project of mine coming up soon there you go. Don't know exactly what it's going to be, but right. yeah, we're gonna we, we're probably going to be doing some stuff together for a while. So we've got that music relationship now. Oh, that's so cool! Now going back to the Simpsons rap song, what what made you want to do this? I assume you're a huge Simpsons fan, or is this like the video games? You're not even a Simpsons fan. Are you going to break our hearts again? <laughs> no, man. Actually, I am. A, I love the Simpsons. Okay, okay. I re- I actually really grew up with that. Like my dad is a huge Simpsons fan. He he practically is Homer Simpson. So uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I grew I grew up with that. Like just loving the Simpsons, being around it all the time. It was always on television. Right, of course. Um, every every holiday birthday, I'm always getting my dad like Simpsons themed stuff. Like it's just I'm surprised I didn't do the the song sooner. To be honest. Now, is there anything else you want to do, like sort of like themed like that, like based off of a TV show or even or even wrestling? Like, uh, have you done anything re- wrestling related? Um, so I haven't, which is a surprise. But right? what I wanted to do is I wanted to go into the Nintendo sixty four No Mercy game. Oh, and yeah, classic. Have you you do you like that game? It's a classic. It's everybody, like it's on everybody's loves. top five of wrestling games, of course. Yeah, so, you know, like the uh, the start, um, well, actually, no, it's like the select screen song. Okay, sure. D- Diggity Dog. I want to rap on that beat. Okay, <laughs> why not? Right? Just take some of the songs or the instrumentals in there right. and just see what I can come up with. No, that'd be Do some stuff fun. like that. Yeah, I'm thinking of maybe doing like a wrestling cypher, probably get mm. like... Uh, you know, Leo on it or something. A couple other wrestlers that rap that some people probably don't know that rap. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so I have a couple ideas. I have like a list of ideas that uh, will probably come into fruition now, sometime soon. Please tell me one of those people on that list is going to be Psycho Mike. Psycho Mike Rollins. No, <laughs> hell no, he ain't going to be on that track. <laughs> <laughs> And now transitioning into wrestling, how was it working with Psycho Mike doing that video? Because this guy, like everyone who's been on, and if I had him on the show, obviously too, says this guy's a genius, how he's not on TV yet, no one knows, and he's going to be like the next big star coming out of Canada. So how how was it with you working with him? So I can totally like back those words. He is one of the most creative minds, literally on the spot. You can tell him, yeah, like if, if you're working together on like a segment or you know something we did like that video right this guy has literally ideas on the spot and they're gold he's amazing he really is i don't know if you saw like him versus orange cassidy of course yeah you know what i'm saying like he's the perfect dude for like you know a match like that he's so true just comedy gold he's he's amazing absolutely talented and now tying your rap career and your wrestling career you got to work with shock there and smash I sure did. Now, being an American, because he, he blew up a little bit in the States, but not as big as here in Canada. Were you aware of his status up here? So I'm going to be honest. I, I did not know of Shaq I had a feeling. That's what I everyone did. says. But it's like when I watched his videos, though, it's like <laughs> I, I just kind of had that, like, um, what is the word? The um, the deja vu, okay. right? Like where I've, I feel like I've seen him and heard him before. So uh, I'm pretty sure I probably have. You know, I, right. I had to have. 
because like I was reading all his bios and everything and all the people that he's affiliated with and right. you know, songs that he's done with certain people. There's not a chance that I haven't seen him or you know heard his music before. And now so. work, working with him, I, th- I think uh, when I had Sebastian on, he talked about it a little bit. Uh, who approached who? Was it Chocolate that approached Smash? Because I know he's a big wrestling fan. And were you the one to be like, no, I want him because he's a rapper? Honestly, I have no idea how it worked. I just remember Seb telling me, you know, that, um, yeah, they were going to bring in a well-known rapper from Canada. Right. And I was going to do a rap battle with him. So I was I was psyched about that. I was nervous, actually, for that because, you know, he's like legit. He's been doing, you know, shows for yes. years. He's a serious music artist. Right. But I'll be honest. I think I smoked him in that battle. <laughs> yeah, you heard me shout out Claire. I smoked you in that battle. <laughs> so is there ever going to be a, another rematch or no? You think Honestly, it's done? I, I have no clue. I mean, we, we've talked about doing a track together. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and I still have him on Twitter. He he favorites some of my stuff here and there. Right, right. Um, yeah, and I see his stuff or whatever. So I guess we keep up with each other a little bit. It would be nice to have, have a song with him. I think it would be awesome. So what actually hooked you into wrestling? What made you watch it? And what made you be like, I want to do this for the rest of my life? So let's roll back to the No Mercy and Nintendo 64. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's literally it, dude. That, that's really? where it started. Yeah. Wow. Because N64, I know it's so funny that I say like I'm not a video game person. but <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, literally it, that's where it started because me, my brother... And it was it was one of our friends. He lived down the street from us, okay. and he had that that game. But we were all just super big into Nintendo sixty four, just all together. Right. But you know, this kid ended up bringing the game over, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you got to see this, dude. Like, you know, are you familiar with wrestling? Hmm. I knew about it. I knew right. about wrestling, but you know, it wasn't like you know something that was on my mind twenty four seven. But yeah, he brought it over. He's like, man, this is crazy. This dude's jumping off of ladders. You can hit each other with chairs. There's blood in it. And, you know, and dude, I don't know what it was, but I think he was playing with Jeff Hardy. Right. And I think he did the swanton off, uh, <laughs> off the ladder. Sure. Dude, I was hooked. I was like, that's it. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a total wrap, my man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I love to hear, like, because back in the olden days, obviously, everyone was like, oh, WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 4. Or NWA, whatever. But today's generation, it's more video games, TV shows. Like, it's different to hear, like, the sides. And it's so cool how wrestling branched out from what it used to be in the dark days to what it is now, right? That's the thing. It's like, and a part of me has always felt embarrassed and ashamed that, like, that's how I got, got into wrestling, you know? Because, like, the old-timers would be like, oh, man, what the hell is wrong with these young kids? You know what? You didn't watch <laughs> WrestleMania 3 or, right? you know, I don't know. It's, it's like, but... I, I can't lie about it. That's just how it happened. Yeah, no kidding. So you mentioned it too. You worked with the WWE. The one I know you worked recently was in 2018 when you went up against Andrade on SmackDown Live. So how was that? And how did you get to work with WWE? And what else have you done with them? So hmm, how many times have I worked for them? I would say I've worked with them at least at least six or seven times oh, maybe. Shit. Okay. Um, but yeah... Um, I got hooked up because um, my buddy, uh, well, he, he used to be Luke Harper. He is now Brody Lee right. in All Elite Wrestling. Of course. He, he's the one that kind of just went to bat for me and oh, okay. uh, you know, just got my foot in the door over there. Right. Uh, um, so, yeah, like ever since he, he kind of, you know, threw, threw my name to them the, the first time, which was, I think it was 2016. Um. After that, they just kept, um, you know, they kept contacting me just to, you know, come and do like some extra stuff. Not, nothing crazy, just, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, they just kept considering me for stuff. And, you know, I would reach out to them here and there like, hey, you know, I'm available. You know, if you guys need anybody. Smart. And I would do most of the Buffalo shows that would come here. But, you know, I've traveled to like, you know, Washington, D.C. and, okay. you know, Pittsburgh, a couple other places like Massachusetts. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was in Massachusetts. I don't want to be. I don't want to be wrong though. <laughs> I think so. But okay, I I, I don't remember because I have short term memory. 
And back in 2018, were you, did you come out as Kevin Bennett or did WWE give you a generic name? So they asked me my name. They said, what's your name? What's your ring name? I, I just said Kevin Bennett. He's like, okay, walked away. And then I never heard anything else. And then on YouTube, it was local competitor. So <laughs> they screwed me. Oh, no. So you didn't even get a name. Yeah. No name, dude. It, awful. What the hell is that? Oh, Jesus. But if you type in on YouTube, if you type in Kevin Bennett versus Andrade. It comes up. It comes up. Oh, because, okay. you know, there's a bunch of people in the comments that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they t- actually tagged my name or not. But right. it, it comes up, but it says local competitor, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, but hey, at least yeah. it comes up. So if people know it's there, it's there, right? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> also on the WWE tip, last year during SummerSlam uh, weekend or week or whatever the fuck, how long it is nowadays, it was here in Toronto. I had the privilege of seeing you against Walter at that uh, Progress for Smash show. Now, I got to ask, has your chest healed over a year from those chops? <laughs> Honestly, dude, <laughs> they were, I was really anticipating some pain. Like, I was okay. really, you know, I, I was really kind of worried about it man i was like oh man he hits hard as hell i hate chops to begin with <laughs> okay <laughs> but dude i think just because you know i i was really expecting the worst of the worst right it, it wasn't as bad so, <laughs> there you go <laughs> so it was good and he only gave me two chops it was, it was only two that's true too so, <laughs> so I, it, it was all right man it wasn't that bad now, now, out of all the guys that were at Progress, was that the number one you wanted to go up against if you had a choice? Or was there other guys on the show that you were like, I think I'd have a good match with them too? Um, I, I like to view myself as a person that can have a good match with anybody. Okay. But, I mean, as far as, you know, like who to wrestle on that show particularly, I would say I had the, the best match <laughs> um, there, dude. Like, versus Walter? That's amazing. That's the best spot you can get he was the champ at the time right so like that's right yeah that's right he's the uk champ yes is he still the champ well i, I believe so i don't even know if they're running any uk shows right now either but i haven't heard him drop oh, I, drop it at all either so i assume so yeah me either yeah so i mean that was the thing it's like i'm holding the smash belt and this dude's got <laughs> two belts. it was crazy man it was a really crazy experience no, it is, oh. and all those smash shows are an experience. If someone in the Greater Toronto area or even Ontario area go check out a smash show because they're they're just nuts. And speaking of smash shows, you're one of the most hated people that wrestles for Smash at the moment. Like when you come out, you get that response where it's like, "Get the fuck out of here, boo!" Like even your swagger, the way you walk out, the way you present yourself. <laughs> and I have to admit, first time I saw you at Smash, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Right? But then obviously, oh, yeah. you, you know what I mean. So that means you're doing something right. Now, how long did it take you to sort of grasp the art of being like the best heel in in, in a promotion? Well, that that's the thing is that um, you know here in Buffalo. I'm the, the hometown hero. You of know? course. <laughs> ESW. Yeah, and Empire State Wrestling, man. Like, I've been, yeah, you know, the, the golden boy for years. So, right. like, crossing the border and getting the complete opposite was just, you know, kind of weird, man. Okay. You know, but, but the thing is, is that, yeah, it, it just felt, it felt supernatural. Obviously, at first, you know, it was really weird. And it's like, man, do these, it kind of had me like just in my head, like do these people actually hate me, you know, like that sucks, you know, but then afterwards, man, it was just like, I got to let loose. I (laughs) I became myself. I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Because like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Edge and man, his heel work was the best. And I just, I've just always admired him for that. And I just felt like I got to be my own version of of Edge, you know, just being that freaking. You know, everybody believed that I was this super asshole, you know what I mean? But really, to be honest, I am I would like to, to say that I'm far from the actual Kevin Bennett character of right. Smash. I, I'm really <laughs> kind of like a, a shy guy, like I'm, I'm okay. very humble, like right, a nice right. dude. I'm, I'm not really a cocky person, <laughs> you know, but it's like I got to let that out, man. I got to, you know, be Edge, you know, right. like I got to live that. It, it was so awesome. And it still is, obviously, but, you know, it it took a little bit to get used to, but now I love it. 
And and it's so simple too. Now I'm going to go on my old man rant. Like to be a good heel, obviously you do it at all. You talk back to the crowd. You have the the cheesy swagger. You cheat everywhere you can. Like you know what I mean. And you do. And you have an entourage that comes out and does your so-called evil work. Right there, yeah. you do those three things. The rest is just plain wrestling. Like you know what I mean. And I don't know why so many people can't get that under their belt, so to speak. Right. Right, and a, a lot of my inspiration for my heel character are personal experiences that I've had with bullies in school. Ah, and, smart. And so, yes, like, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, terribly bullied in school, but, you know, I've dealt with some jerks in school, of right? Of course, we all have. And man, I just, I, I just remember, you know, certain, you know, like bullies and, and kids that were jerks that really got under your skin just with that that just asshole smile, you know, just really like pissing you off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I just kind of put that into, I just remember that. Yeah. And I just kind of like, you know, put it into, you know, the way that I come off into my character and I can just feel it. Like when I'm just smiling at people, literally, that's all I got to do is just kind of smile, but I can feel it. It's like, I, I can almost piss myself off right. with it, you know, <laughs> but that that's like a big inspiration, man. It's just like that you know, high school bully, you know, piece of shit, man. Like it's, that's just yeah. kind of how I feel when I'm doing it. <laughs> so what's the worst thing a fan's done to you so far? Um, uh, honestly, nothing too crazy up, up in Canada. Okay. That's um, good to hear. I remember, let's see. I mean, there's, there's been some, you know, pretty awful comments, uh, in smash. Like I remember people saying, screaming at me that I should die or that I deserve wow. to die and stuff like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is rough. pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I've heard that. Um, but I remember back in Pennsylvania, I was doing heel work at like 18 years old. I wasn't the remix heel, but it was just okay. like, you know, typical, like, you know, bad guy, whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, I remember these dudes, I think they were fans okay. that literally... Um, they were writing on like these forums or like some indie wrestling forums. Mm. And I remember somebody showing me that they they were making this weird thread about, you know, how much they hated Kevin Bennett, like as a person. Uh, And they mentioned something about me being just like a glorified backyard wrestler and that they were going to wait in the parking lot for me and beat the shit out of me. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. And I remember one fan, um, they used to get so riled up and this is just in Pennsylvania. Just okay. I'm like literally 18. I might've even been 17 wow. doing my heel work. Yeah, yeah. And this dude, he did wait in the parking lot and he was so riled up, man. I, I remember him saying all these, you know, awful words, Jeez. uh, to me, you know, like the F word, the, <laughs> like the bad F word, the homophobic right. F word saying mm. that like, man, so what? So what yeah, do you? I, what did you do to disarm the situation? Do you just walk away and ignore it, or what ends up happening? Yeah, you just kind of have to walk away. Uh, like I mean, okay. it's, I guess it's a different story. You know, if you're in the parking lot and he's like there, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like you just kind of have to, you know. It, it's whatever. It's not like yeah, you can't take it personal, right? It's like, dude, you obviously bit into what I was doing. Yeah, it's like it worked. Everybody knows at this point that wrestling is a work, right? So it's like <laughs> if you're you. really that bad, bro. And you really want to fight, like, that's on you, homie, you know? And, and you know what the screwed up shit nowadays is? Okay, even back in the 90s, there was a lot of the brawlers and the guys who came out of ECW who weren't technically trained properly. Like, you know what I mean? Today's day and age of right. wrestler, everyone knows what they're doing in the ring. Like, you're not just a shit talker. When you get in there, you have moves. You, you know what you're doing. Like, uh, I was watching your match with uh, Speedball. You pulled yeah. off the most craziest jumping DDT I've seen in such a long time. And, like, you know what I mean? Someone... <laughs> who is shit shouldn't be able to do something like that. So that, that's what I don't understand about some of these fans. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. That match was actually really fun too. Um, except I ended up getting hurt. Shut up. I, I ended up messing up my ankle or no, my heel. That's what it was. It was terrible. Oh, cause I was going to say, don't tell me it was when speedball did the flipping knee stomp on you on the, on the apron. <laughs> no, I mean, that was, that was, those knees are terrifying. They really are. <laughs> right. Know? But it wasn't it wasn't that. But it was literally just me doing uh, <laughs> it was me doing a backflip from the, the apron 
and just landing it on the floor. And oh. dude, my my heel, like it literally just I, I, I I'm surprised I didn't crumble. The pain was so bad, dude, but oh, literally shit. had to keep going. I finished the match literally just dying in pain because I thought I broke my heel. Yeah, well, again, being a fan watching it, I did not notice an, an even hiccup. No one would have known that anything happened. Other, that's why I said well, it must have been the knees because that looked like the most gruesome thing that happened. <laughs> it's it's literally the stuff that you just yeah never even really notice. I mean, if you go back on the YouTube right. video, you can see when I do it that I like hop a little bit. Oh, okay. And you know, Speedball is kind of looking at me like, oh shit, what the oh, hell? Oh no, happened? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, but yeah, man, that was like that's what I remember most about that match is my fucking foot <laughs> and now how good is speedball because i tried to keep putting him over when he was on but that guy is so humble and he he's so like down to earth that he, it's, it's almost he shies away from compliments <laughs> oh yeah definitely i mean he's he's a fountain of knowledge though i mean he's done a lot of stuff right and um yeah he's always one of the guys you know to help people out in the locker room it's like he's got like this huge match um you know, later in the night, but he, he'll he be helping out the younger kids, you know, mm. like really paying attention as to like what they're doing, what right. they're I'm like, damn, this guy's got this crazy ass match later and he doesn't even damn care. He, he has, he's worried about other people. I'm like, Jesus, you know, and like speedball, he does a, a decent amount of stuff, you know, yes, it's not course. like, you know, working with him. It's, it's crazy, man. It, it was actually, you know, intimidating. It's like, you know, he does all these crazy strikes he's all over the place man so you know it, it it was awesome working with him though you know it really was and uh yeah i mean i would love to wrestle him again oh, um, most most definitely and i'd love to see it and now on to the crowning jewel becoming smash champion how was that feeling? Like you said, your seven-year-old you would love being on tv obviously up here in canada you could watch on smash and i think in the states it's there too on on is it is it on something in the States or is it just up here in Canada on fight? I think it's like a special channel here in the States. Oh, I think okay. you have to like order it. Yeah. But yeah, going but, back to that night, winning it. And obviously the most perfect way, again, the storytelling, doing it the most shittiest possible way you can do it as a heel should be doing it. <laughs> no heel should ever go clean over a champion. You know what I mean? Again, the small things. How, how was that? And again, you were surrounded by people, all kinds of, so you were a big celebration. It was almost like the ring was about to break and everything. So walk us through that. How, how, how was that night? Uh, really, really awesome, man. Um, yeah, definitely a long awaited, you know, type of feeling because I've been working at smash for a while. I'd say yes. about five years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was long anticipated moment and, um, I think that it, it all went so perfectly because literally man, like just Kevin Bennett, the remix character, the way that he won that, like, it's exactly how you would expect it. You know, it's like, exactly. It's, it, I always go back to, to high school. It's like, that's kind of what I feel. I feel like a high school kid, you know, a high school jerk as this character. And that's exactly what would happen. Right. It's like, this ain't no one-on-one bro. I have all my boys. <laughs> we're going to jump your ass, bro. And that's just how it's going to be, you know, no fair fight. And that, that's how it felt, man. And like, dude, the celebration afterwards, even just those fans, you know, saying F you, it was like, yeah. it was like, I don't know, it it actually came out, out like, I, I felt like it was a real moment, like, where when they were saying fuck you, I was saying fuck you back for real, man. I was like, nah, <laughs> this is my moment for real. Of course. If you're hating, I don't give a shit, man. Like, it was awesome. I just let it. I just, it totally absorbed the moment, man, just with the belt going all over the ring. Man, it was so cool, man, and I... I I wish more people could have saw that moment. Right. Um, just because, yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, really cool moment for me. No, for sure. And now the bet, well, at least w- there's little good things that come out of this quarantine. When you eventually go back and start wrestling again for Smash and everything starts, you might potentially be the longest reigning Smash champion of all time. And the character, yeah. Kevin Bennett, could take that and run and shove it in people's faces knowing that he barely <laughs> defended it and he's still the longest. <laughs> exactly. Oh, 100%. Man. You damn well know I'm going to be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Sure>. awesome. <laughs> so what's the weirdest thing to ever happen in a ring? Any, like, serious fuck-up or something go ter- terribly wrong? Um, hmm. Let's see. Or even out of the uh, ordinary. There's got to be... Uh, there's got to be so many 
crazy weird moments that I've had. Um, let's see. I would say one of like the more the most awkward matches I've had was this was in Pennsylvania again. I wrestled. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was me and his name was Brett Mednick. Okay. And we wrestled. We wrestled uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh shit! <laughs> and dude, man, that was—I wouldn't say like it, it, there were any like fuck ups, but it was right. just one of the most awkward, weird matches I've ever had because you know they didn't want to talk about anything prior, mm. and you know it was just kind of like we tried to get with them and like plan something i guess and it was just sure. kind of like oh yeah you know we'll go out there you know we'll, we'll get up on you a little bit you get up on us and then we'll go home to the finish like all right isn't that what every wrestling match is like so True. literally i remember tying up with greg the hammer valentine yeah and I, we tie up and i'm like all right so what do you want to do here and he doesn't say shit man he doesn't say oh, wow. a damn word right he just puts me in the corner and just clubs the hell out of me. Oh wow! I tried to like take something back. Sure. He shuts it down. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't let me do anything, bro. Wow! Literally nothing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't give me any offense whatsoever. It's like it's fine. They're old guys. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's part of the but business. The as weird you say. thing about it. Yeah. Was that this was a twenty-five minute ordeal? They didn't what? Even let me tag my boy in, bro. Oh my god! Let me tag him in. What they the? Beat f- the shit out of me for twenty-five minutes. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and I, I used to wear a studded belt with my gear. Okay. Yeah, Hammer Valentine literally tries to pick me up by the belt while I'm selling. Oh, my God. He, he tries to pick me up by the belt and snaps the shit in half, so I had to buy a new one. <laughs> I think I kept it as a souvenir just to sure. remember it. And um, I do remember at one point I did end up getting the tag to my buddy. Okay. He got in. Right. And immediately, you know, they, they take it on him. They're whooping his ass. Jesus. And, uh... Beefcake has him and like a, a Boston crab or okay. something. I think it was a Boston crab. Oh, wow. Crab. Okay. Or no, no, it might have been the um, the camel clutch. Oh, okay. I think that's what it was. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, me as a heel, I try to get in there, you know, and just give him a cheap shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to break up the hold. And he just looks at me. <laughs> I hit him and he just looks at me. Oh, dude. No. So I'm like. So I get out of the ring and I start selling my arm as if I hit a piece of metal. Smart, right? So, so I'm like, there you this go. Guy's clearly a robot. Like I literally, I hit you in the head, man, and you're not going to move. Right. So I guess I just hit a piece of metal or something. Oh He's a robot. God. I don't know. So That's yeah, hilarious. like towards the end of the match, um, I think the finish was oh. a figure four from the hammer. Okay, but they never told me that like we were going home. Oh. Um, they never told me we were going home. He just kind of threw it on. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and, you know, I'm a young kid. I don't want to, like, tap out and then, like, get yelled at afterwards. Like, True. that wasn't the finish. You know, they yeah. didn't say anything. So, he's holding on to it for a while. And he's giving me this stare. And I think oh, no. I think, I think Beefcake is like, what the fuck? Or, or something. He, he said some shit. So, I right. started tapping out, you know. There you go. And, yeah, dude, it literally came in at, like, 28 minutes or something. Wow. That we were just out there getting our ass whooped. And it was the main event, too. So, it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible experience. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did any of you guys get your hair cut at least by Brutus? No. Oh. No. So you no, didn't, you didn't get the full experience. And we didn't even talk to them afterwards. Oh my god! And their hotel room was across from mine too. Oh shit! And I remember them partying up until like six a.m. Of course. So they must have been doing some crazy, you know, had some some party supplies over there. I don't know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Know. You're now the second wrestler I've had on that's had a crazy Brutus the Beefcake story because I had Tyler Turva on and he ended up wrestling him at a brewery here in Toronto. But Brutus oh. forgot his his, uh, his gear or it didn't make it in time. And then after, so he had to wrestle in the street here and he says it was just a friggin' mess. And again, it was in the main event, obviously. And it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, man, that was... Those are always the hardest positions to be put in on wrestling shows, to be honest. Like, it's funny. My my last match that I had this year was against the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, in the main event in Toronto. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was my last match of the year, of 2020. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Shit. So, so is there a specific reason why you wrestle a whole shitload up here in Ontario, or is it just convenient, or just because there's so many promotions here? Yeah, I would say so. I I love wrestling in Canada. Um, let's see, Smash Wrestling, um, C4 is another big one yeah. too that I, I wrestle for out in Ottawa. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love C4. I don't know Canadian wrestling. It just the fans just seem to be a lot different up in Canada. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like just the way that they look at wrestling, the way that they, um, I don't know, just the way that the fans are. I don't know. I, I feel like you guys are awesome as, as wrestling fans and crowds. It's, it's the best. Well, obviously being Canadian, I got to tap myself on the shoulder. Yes, we are the best fans in the world. Because you know what it is? It's We have the respectfulness of Japanese fans, but we have the rowdiness of American fans. And then we have yeah. the knowledge of British fans. So you mix them all together, and there's your Canadian fan, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's why, like, when I first went up there, you know, started wrestling, it was like a whole new world. Like, especially, you know, with the Smash crowd. Like, I've right. never been a part of anything like that in the States. Mm. You know, like, Empire State Wrestling is good. Like, they're, they're just within the past couple of years, I would say their fans got more, you know, smart and you know like more indie vibe type of thing sure. but like the first time that i've ever experienced like i guess what we would have called it then was like a ring of honor style crowd yeah of course. was like was like in in canada and i'm like oh my oh. god i feel like i'm wrestling in ring of honor right now <laughs> you know or like pwg or right so. yes it's true yeah we have like our little the little cult following that you have literally half the crowd that goes to every show and then the other half they might not be there every show, but they're there every second or third show. You know what I mean? So it's not like you have exactly. But I'm sure they get new fans as well. But I'm saying majority that's usually what it is. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, it, I love wrestling in Canada for that reason. Um, and you know, Smash has given me a lot of other opportunities, and you know, linked me with other promotions as well. Sweet. Uh, you know, like I've wrestled up in Montreal with oh, FLQ and. Uh, a couple other places as well. So, yeah, I mean, Canada is the place to be in wrestling. That's for damn sure. So now I got to ask, has Sebastian called you and set a date when these guys are coming back or what? Or are you still just hanging tight? <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't said anything, man. He's checked up on me, you know, just asking how the family is and stuff. Oh, but as far as wrestling, yeah, nothing right now. Yeah, I know. That's pretty much the theme with everyone. I think uh, it was uh, Kenny King last week I had on and I asked him the same question about Ring of Honor. And he's like, yeah, we were set to open, but then the second wave came, so now we got shut down again and it's literally day by day. Yeah, and who knows what it's going to be like towards the end of the year, you know, like when right? actual, like, six season comes. Like, dude. Exactly. You know, who the hell knows? So. My God. Okay, so before we get to the dumbass of the week, <clears throat> I, I, I got to ask, what's the one thing that needs to go away in wrestling and what's the one thing that people need to do more in wrestling the one thing that needs to go away in wrestling is ego mm, i like that you need to stop being a damn prick dude you are not <laughs> we're in the same locker room bro like why in the hell are you acting like you're the freak like you're hulk hogan or something bro right you know stuff like that it's like you can tell you know like there's a lot of people I've known, you know, over the years that, you know, they're cool, you're buddy-buddy with them and everything, but then they get, like, one opportunity or even get signed, and it's like they treat you totally different. Like, uh, what the hell is that, dude? Right. You know, like, I'm telling you, I could be given any contract. and I, I mean, obviously, everybody's mindset is going to change. You're going to be, you know, your life is changing, you know, right. depending on, like, the scenario. You know, say, like, you know, I get a full-time contract at WWE – Obviously, I'm not the same person anymore. Like, you know, I'm making stupid money now. Right. Like, I'm a superstar. But that doesn't, that shouldn't change, like, my personality and how I treat people. You know, I That's shouldn't make point. people feel less right. than who they are. You know, I'm still the, this dumbass kid <laughs> that was just sharing the same locker room as you, bro. It's just, like, we just have different paths in life. So, it's like, so why do you got to do that, man? Like, why do sure. we got to, you know, I'm better than this dude, like... What's it really doing for you in the end? We're all still human beings, you know. It's like, Thank you. that's what pisses me off. I think ego needs to be checked and needs to get the hell out. That's a good one. And uh, what we need more of, <clears throat> I think, consistency and dedication. Mm. There's a lot of people that, you know, just try to take the the easy way out. You know, try to cut corners. Right. And, you know, I've been guilty of that a couple 
you know, here and there, but it's like that it, it never really gets you anywhere, man. It doesn't. And there's years I've wasted of, you know, trying to cut corners and, you know, not putting effort into what you want to do, you know, but it's like, for example, mm. I do this workout every other day. Okay. It's called the deck of cards. Have you ever heard it? I, I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly what it is. So it consists of like push-ups. Uh, well, at least my deck okay. is like push-ups, jump squats, um, you know, crunches and burpees. Those oh, are like shit. the number Fuck one. That. Those are what? Oh no. god, they're the fucking worst. I know. Man. I hate no. But no. <laughs> but I've I've gotten good at them. I've oh okay. Good at them, and um, <laughs> what I've noticed is that. Uh, if you commit to these burpees, bro, right. like if you commit to them, it's only going to help you down the road. It's only going to suck less the next time. That so it's like cool. if you're trying to cut corners, you know, do the pussy fucking not all the way down type of thing. Or I know some people, I'm sorry to my buddies that if you are listening to this, <laughs> the guys who who cut them out and decide to do the shitty mountain climbers and don't even do them for a substantial amount of time or only doing a couple and then you're sure. stopping and then you're watching me doing the burpees. <laughs> Bro, that's not that's not helping <laughs> you in the long run. I feel like right. if you're cutting the corners, dude, it's you know, it's still gonna suck the next time, you know? Yeah. So it's like th- these people just have to fucking grind it out, be consistent, and do what sucks. Because if if it doesn't suck you know, then then you're not going to know what it's like. You know, what actual obstacles come into your way, man. So that's what I say. You got to start start grinding, show the consistency and dedication. And that goes for literally everything in life, because again, these helicopter and lawnmower parents nowadays, it's like, you know, I don't know if you're one of those people, but it's like if you don't show them what hurt is, what feeling sad is, then when they feel good, they don't know what it is. So everyone goes up being a sociopath. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, that's just pretty much what I see. Like it, it, these questions, it just kind of—it's it, what I see in wrestling, and that, that I do wish was a little bit different. But you know, to each their own, I guess. That's all you can really do. That's well, all you can say. exactly. And like they always say, the bad ones get weeded out, and the cream rises to the top, right? Like shortcuts get you there, but this is what I always say: shortcuts get you there, but talent keeps you there, right? Exactly, 100%, yeah. All right, you ready for the Dumbass of the Week? Let's go, man, let's do it. Okay, I got two here I'm hanging on to, and I'm going to let you decide what topic you want to touch on here. Both of them are pretty out there, so let's see which one you want to go with. Do you want to go with something that's related to A, drugs, or B, sex? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right, let's go with drugs, man. (laughs) Okay. Drugs it is for $1,000. <laughs> okay, so obviously you traveling here to Canada a lot, you you must know that weed is legal up here now in the beautiful country of Canada. So oh, yeah. me, myself, I like to partake on a good joint every so often. And when I say often, maybe every day, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <Atta boy. Yeah. laughs> uh, boy. Everyone who smokes weed and is a pothead has a weird weed story where what's the most fucked up place you've ever smoked weed, right? I don't want to put you on a spot because you are an athlete, so obviously you are clean. But for myself, I'm going to say what I'm thinking of where the weirdest place I've ever smoked was probably in the back of a tractor trailer with the doors closed. So you hotboxed the whole <laughs> tractor trailer. It was me and a couple oh, of man. guys. I was working the night shift somewhere. Obviously, I'm not going to say where. So we closed the doors. Obviously, there's no bosses. It was us and some other people. They took off for so-called lunch at night. And then we just closed the doors, hotboxed it, and it was. Oh, it made that shift go by a lot easier. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> but this just tops the cake. This week's dumbass, I, I, I don't know. So this happened, let's see here. I think it was, hold on. Let's say the state. Okay, this happened in the state of Tennessee. All right. So there was a gentleman. He was charged, and he needed to go to court, right? And obviously, guess what his charges were? Distribution of marijuana. So he's <laughs> there in the courtroom. As the judge is sentencing him, guess what he decides to pull out of his pocket? Weed. <laughs> yes, he pulls out a joint and starts smoking it in court. <laughs> oh man. Yo, that's, <laughs> I mean, he's a dumbass, but that's ballsy. 
Dude, that thing is balls. Right? Like, what goes through someone's yeah. mind? <laughs> That's balls of steel. Honestly, dude, that is... <laughs> that is uh, making a statement right there. That's a, that's a story to tell, right? Forever. I think that just tops the cake on where you you'd be able to smoke. So, like, what what bigger fuck you is it than to the judge who just told you you're gonna do? I don't know if he ended up doing time or if he had some kind of fine to pay. But obviously now he's got something else because I would assume that's you'd have to go to jail or something if you're smoking weed in a fucking courtroom, right? Oh yeah. I mean, to be honest, if that were me, you know, and I. <laughs> You know, grow to be an old man. That's the story that I'm telling to my grandkids. I'm be like, man, they tried to take me away for that distribution of marijuana. Guess what? I pull out a joint, and start smoking up in that bitch right then and there, bro. But now here's the <laughs> thing: what I don't understand is because he was being held up, he was already detained. So where did he get this joint from? Obviously, he must have had someone on the inside or something, or maybe he spilled the beans yeah. to a cop, and the cop's like, you know what? This guy's a badass. I'm going to get him a joint so he could do this. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Who the hell knows, man? It could be anything. Oh my god. Yeah. So yes, even though this guy's a badass, he's still a dumbass. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Made a statement there. Oh my god. Okay, before you plug your shit and I'll let you go, one last question. What happened with your Twitter account? You started all new, everything, like you you got a new handle and all. I I, I don't know the story behind it, but you had a shit ton of followers on your old one. What what was the reasoning for st- starting up another one? Yeah, so I, I was in a hip hop group back in um 20 20- 2014 okay and we 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 did a lot of you know we had a big social media presence but but one of the tactics to get more fans was we were mass following oh and gotcha yeah so and man we were doing a lot of it we were just following hundreds of people a day literally i got up to 70 well no it was like a hundred and Ten thousand followers, Shit. I think, that okay. I got up to. Wow! All from mass following, you yeah. know, like you know, sending people our, our links and everything. And dude, you know, we got you know some decent, um, you know, plays and everything out of it. We got fans. I have fans to this day from mass following. But as the years progressed, Twitter really cracked down on that spammy robotic behavior. Yes, exactly. And literally, man, it it just. It, that's what that account is now. It's like totally shadow banned. Like it doesn't want to put any of my stuff in people's timelines. Oh shit. Um, yeah, dude. It's like literally it, I, it's at like 70,000 followers right now, but okay. like I can only break like, you know, maybe up to like 30 likes on a tweet or whatever. And oh, that's pretty yeah. good. But it's like, you know, I, I put up a video like a rap video or, or just anything and it doesn't want to put it into anybody's timelines dude there's no reason i have all these you know super important people following me you know Mm -hmm. a lot of people in the wrestling business you know in music there's no reason that they shouldn't be at least one person should be seeing my stuff it's always like the same core 10 people you know and i think those are like the select people that they just show my stuff to right and it's a very small percentage dude it's like four to six percent of my followers that get to see my stuff so i decided to make a new twitter you know and i I, i'm under a thousand followers right now but it's like i I just have to i have to start from scratch and follow the twitter rules and then maybe people will see my stuff and there you go and that's what it's all about right so on that note plug your shit where could people find you where could they interact buy your merch all that nice stuff take your time all right so uh if you guys uh, want to connect, you know, on, on Facebook, I have a, a Facebook music page, Kevin Bennett Music. It's got a bunch of my music videos on there and whatnot. Uh, you can get a hold of me on there. Uh, Instagram, the Kevin Bennett. Twitter is the new Twitter, Kevin Bennett Pro. Mm-hmm. Pro as in short for professional. Um, and then. Let's see. I do have a TikTok, but I suck at TikTok, so it's like you don't don't even bother. Yeah. Um, YouTube, Kevin Bennett Music. I'm on there literally, you know, every week. That's where that's the social media platform that I'm booming the most right now. Okay. Doing actually pretty good on there. And then you can find all my music on Spotify, nice. Apple Music, literally every streaming service that there is. I'm on there. So I think even if you just type in Kevin Bennett on Google. I think I should come up first before any other Kevin Bennett. Oh, I go. think. I believe there's a boxer up there that has a little bit more clout than me. Okay. But he's from, like, the old days. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I think me and him are, like, neck and neck right now. I'm trying to get past him, though. 
<laughs> it, well, uh, trust me, I feel your pain. I know how it is to be the top one because before I used to have listeners and getting good guests on, you type in the podcast, you'd literally have to go like to the fourth page to find it. Now oh, you yeah. Google it, it's the oh. first thing that comes up. So it's like, oh, finally, people are actually searching and looking for me. So it's like, that always feels good, right? <laughs> oh, 100%, man. Yeah, definitely. It's a good feeling. You could find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finga Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show, support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it helps me out. And please, most importantly, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All good, my friend? My man, thank you so much. It was a blast. Appreciate it. On that note, he's Kevin. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>